Nelson in looking for Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Five Stripe Final, the only high distributed audio discussion discussing all things Elaine and Jason Joseph Marisa Saga, Show Patrick Marisa Saga. Wow. Right over there. Wow. That was crazy. Thank you. Thank you. You know what else is crazy, Joe Patrick? Hmm. Elena didn't choke. No choking. No choking. Not here. Not tonight. Not in this building, Joe Patrick. This, this. I, for one. Amazing place. I'm shocked. I really am. I, I, I truly am. I don't know how, any other yeah. way to react. Okay. Okay. No, I, I felt weirdly good before all of this. And really? I was talking with people in my circles, I guess, that yeah. uh, they also felt the same way. Uh, where we just kind of expected exactly what happened. Atlanta came out and remained physical and kept up physically with NYCFC, who was still just hacking people throughout the night. Atlanta goes blow for blow, and it's just better, just more talented, just all around a better soccer team. Yeah, I was actually surprised the way the first half uh, kind of panned out. I thought it was going to be a little. We were Atlanta would look a little more nervous, a little more tense than they were, you know, because we we kind of saw that in Toronto, that that kind of thing where it was a very important game and something was really on the line in this one, right? Like in the first leg, it's tense. Obviously, I don't mean to downplay that, but it's like you you know you're going to get another ninety minutes after that game. In this game, not so much. In this game, it was like, this is the defining moment. And so it was great to see us just come out, guns blazing, playing how we wanted to, on uh, on the front foot, and really asserting our dominance in the game. I was honestly just surprised this whole time just about how Atlanta United responded to being kicked a whole lot of times. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's one of the most impressive things about this is just the complete 180 from Toronto. And, and Michael Parker said after the game, uh, they were soft in Toronto. They were completely soft. Uh, they come out here. I don't know what changes over a week, just a, a seven days. But I love that honesty from him. I love yeah. that honesty from mm-hmm. him. You know, that's like refreshing to hear from a player that you know to just come out and say it, to say what we're all thinking, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and and I was talking to some of the team staffers uh, about the players about uh, some of their. Not injuries, but some sure. of their uh, scar tissue that may have been on their appeared on their bodies after that last game uh, in New York uh, in Yankee Stadium. There were some there were, there were some gashes uh, that some of the players received on their legs, and uh, you know, no complaints about it. No, you know, just part of the game. Miguel kind of talked about it uh, after the game tonight, just saying, you know, you just have to get used to it. You have you have to understand that these are physical games, and that's just how it's going to be. And he, I, I did like how he had a little shot in there about the referee. Like, the referee has to control it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought he did tonight. I thought I, there was a lot of talk about Geiger coming in tonight. I thought, yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought he was fine. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was fine. And everyone just kind of seems to just kind of agree this is just how it is. This is how it is in the playoffs. Teams are going to come at you, especially when a team isn't as talented as you. They're, they're going to come at you. They're going to step on you a little bit. They're going to throw your, their bodies around a whole heck of a lot. And fortunately for us, it comes back to bite them a couple of times here tonight. The, of course, the first penalty, Franco Escobar taking down the box uh, by uh, Judge Roy Shouty. And then, of course, the... the yeah, you, you got through that name. I did. I did. <laughs> Why did we have to stop it? Why did we have to even bring it up? Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, Miguel gets taken down, too. Uh, he got Miguel was beat up more than just about anyone tonight. Uh, I mean, just a few times trying to get around people. And you would call them sport sportsmanly fouls, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But, man, dude, it was it was rocking. 
With Miguel, times. you could just see him coming yeah. so often because you could see a bunch of space. You knew he was going to play the ball into or try try to you know knock the ball into and then run onto it, mm-hmm. and you could just tell that he was just going to get clattered, and he right. did. And it was interesting to see. I don't know, maybe someone in the comments who was watching on TV might have had a better perspective on this um, about what happened with Tata. Uh, on the sideline there, there was at one point Dominic Turan yeah. came running over. There was a whole hullabaloo uh, on the sideline there. I, I think it was Maxi trying to throw in, uh, th- just do a throw in, and Tata didn't like the direction it was going and just gave him a little hug. <laughs> oh, okay, a little hug okay. and, a, and a, a few sage words of advice, I'm sure, as mm-hmm. Tata is proud of Yes, do. yes. Um, that was oh, weird. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you really anything. We should have asked, yeah. but it uh, didn't really uh, matter in the grand scheme of things, right, unfortunately. Right. Um, but yeah, no, Miguel's just so quick over those short bursts, you know, it, yeah. and when, he, when you're right, when he sees that space, uh, there's only one way you're going to stop him, and it's by hip-checking him, and, and essentially. E- and even when that happens, I know a lot of us get frustrated, but those, those are still good moments for, mm-hmm. for Atlanta United, even when he's getting fouled like that. Obviously, we don't, as long as he's not getting hurt, um, that's, that's the one caveat there, but, you know, when those things happen, like, players are going to pick up yellow cards, um, generally, that's a good sign for Atlanta, you know, like... Okay, he's not going to kick uh, or score a twenty-five yard free kick every time you know he gets fouled like that. Thank- thankfully, he did tonight. Right. But um, you know, those things are just generally good. That's going to continue to happen. And I also think, in terms of like refs letting players play, I think that actually helps Atlanta United because our defenders are pretty physical as well. Like our our defenders yeah. will get stuck into a challenge. You know, um, we we see that's kind of like the South American style, right? Is to really just go full-throated in, into challenges. and um, So I'm kind of glad they take a more lenient approach, at least, to, to bookings. Yeah, no, it, it paid off for us tonight. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about Miguel, though, who was just everywhere? He was we incredible probably, tonight. We should probably talk uh, about him. Yeah, just a little bit. We'll he mention him in passing, at least. Uh, best player on the field, by, by a mile, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, just incredible. On and off the ball. On and off the ball. We talked a little bit about the, the foul that set up his free kick, which, funnily enough, he said was, like, the only one he's ever made besides one <laughs> yeah. in the academy way back when. Um, he called it a miracle, an actual miracle <laughs> that this ball went in. Uh, but right before that, he is in the middle of the park, and uh, I think someone's pressuring. He steps up into the space, intercepts the pass. It was a really it was a line drive of the pass, too, that he brought down very, very well and just took off and got fouled from there and then stepped up himself and took the free kick. I was shocked that he was the one taking the free kick. Does he yeah. ever take the free I, I don't really? even really know who takes the free kicks for us except for Kevin Kratz. Yeah. Um, this this one actually the only free kick goal in late night history not awarded to, to Kevin Kratz. You know, I wonder if Jeff Lorenowitz would have been taking that free kick if he was playing because yeah, he, he takes maybe. some free kicks. He, yeah. he, he'll, 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 they'll do the one where they, roll, right it, they the roll it to him and then he shoots one from uh, yeah. on the second touch, but... Well, let's talk about Jeff a little bit here because we did have to make yeah. some adjustments. Uh, he was out with some kind of muscle this strain. Was, this was so sneaky by the yeah. club. This was so sneaky. So, to, to preface all this, they made him available for media, which they never do for injured players or players who are like announced, like you know, um, uh-huh. let's say like a Chris McCann. Like they wouldn't make him available if he's been, like been declared out, right? Um, Miles Robinson said he was told early this week that he was playing. Uh, that he was going to be starting. And we talked to Jeff on Wednesday. So I'm assuming Miles <laughs> knew he was playing in place of Jeff before. And, of course, no one asked Lorraine once if he had an injury. Everyone just assumed he was fine. Right. And then when we talked to Tata on Friday, he said, oh, yeah, he has a muscle injury. 
Yeah, Which well, muscle? Well, well, I'll let you guess. I think it <laughs> was what he said. A little bit of gamesmanship. I guess uh, two years into this, they finally learned how to, to yeah. work the media a little bit. Even with the, uh, the little Bill lineup graphics. Yes, yeah. Even with the lineup graphics they're putting out, though, uh, where you have like Greg Garza playing <laughs> in the Starting in central midfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're just really gonna go like if we get to MLS Cup they're just gonna go full out and put like Chris McCann up top and he's not even gonna be in the 18 and bombing crosses bombing crosses to Chris McCann a la Kingwin Jones yeah Um, but yeah no so Miles does have to come in uh, due to the injury Jeff looked fine after the game I'm I'm not sure the extent of it oh Um, my gosh he did he look fine? He looked ecstatic, he was, actually. He was, he was clutching his child, saying, like, we did it, we did it. It was, it was adorable. <laughs> Shout out to, to Little Riddle. It seems adorable, <laughs> um, as you would expect. Um, but, yeah, so Miles has to step in, though, and he's he gets a little bit of help. Uh, I think the times when we've been upset with Miles have been when he comes in kind of as a substitute, especially yeah. into a back four. Uh, high Dallas game from July 4th. Um, and everything kind of goes to hell. Uh, this was not the case. This is his second start of the year, I believe. At least the second at it was home. His, yeah. Um, and both times at home, he did very well. It was his last start against LAFC. I want to say And yes. I don't even know. I'm he not made, sure, I'm, but yeah, I say yes. I want to say that was. Tata mentioned that his last start was in May, so I, and that's when that game was. So I assume that's when it is. And, mm-hmm. yeah, a huge credit to him. I mean, and it's interesting. You know, I was obviously very surprised when the lineup came out, right? Mm-hmm. And I think everybody was. I'm, I'm not uh, alone there, but... You know, then I thought about it more, and Tata's not a manager. He's literally said he's not a manager who likes to chop and change his lineups. He likes to keep it as simple as possible when it comes to making a change, whether it's for injury or whatnot, suspension, that kind of thing. And the more I thought about it, I just thought, actually, this makes sense because it's really a like-for-like sub. If you're substituting a right center back for a right center back, um, you know, rather than moving Escobar and then moving Gressel out and bringing in like a Kevin Kratz or someone like that, you know, it, it just it really made sense after thinking about it afterwards. What do you think of the midfield tonight? I thought they were okay. Uh, they did the, they did enough in the first half, obviously, and I, I thought in the second half uh, things got a little little shaky. Okay. Um, a little frenetic. I, I don't know if they, it was a loss of legs. I don't know if it was having to do with the, the change that Dominic Torrent 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 Torrent. Dominic Turan made, um, I'm just going <laughs> to, uh, at halftime, um, to kind of change things up and make things more difficult for Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they definitely looked really shaky. I mean, Tata said the second half, the first 20 minutes of the second half was their worst period of the game. Um, and I think part of that was down, like the midfield just didn't seem quite right. You know, like you can tell sometimes during games when, um, the players seem like very efficiently placed, you know, like there's a player, you know, in a responsible manner. Did the Red Bulls just score again? No, they won, though. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we know our playoff opponent now. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, in a second. Yeah, but, uh, but I thought the midfield did, yeah, did a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good enough. Good enough for sure. What did you think? I, um, I think the interesting thing is Gressel playing think, as a central mid, yeah, right? Yeah, because was he, interesting. We all still... agree that he's best as a right wing back, but he keeps playing center mid. I, of course, I'm I'm doing 18 different things at once while yeah. I'm tweeting and everything like that. Uh, but it, did it feel like he still kind of got out a little? He drifted a yeah, little bit. Sure. It, we still saw him playing a few crosses. Uh, for example, the one to Greg Garza, which Greg Garza took off his arm. Which he like how in the world there was no one within like 10 yards of Greg Garza, <laughs> and Greg Garza took a ball, a bouncing ball, in the box off his arm somehow, um, and then missed the shot. We were in the locker room. I was talking to I was I was I was talking to Greg and uh, Julian just yells from across the room. Hey, ask him about the cross that I sent him. And Greg just said it was a bad cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yeah, mood, big mood, big mood in the locker big room. Big mood, club, of, club Havana. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, everyone was ecstatic. Of course, everyone hanging around and, and talking to the fans in that lower concourse uh, of the Buckhead section down there. Um, but it was really cool to see just how excited everyone was. And you know, I loved everybody that we talked to talked about Miles Robinson sure. and about how yeah. good he was. Uh, I think everybody kind of respects the fact that how, how long it was since he'd been in the lineup and how difficult that is to come in uh, after being out for that long of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of would give Greg Garza similar credit for having been out for four months or whatever it was with his injury. And then he's really been thrown right back into the fire in a decision day, supporter right. shield game against Toronto, and then these two games uh, in the playoffs. So I think you have to give him a lot of credit, too, with the form he's just kind of picked up and, and been been great since he's been in the team there there were so many moments tonight where you just kind of looked at Garza and went uh we haven't had anything like that all year without him um Bello brings some of the same stuff but it's it's a calmer presence I think with Garza just because he's got more playing time and George is you know 16 uh but Garza did well again tonight and it's just such an added element to have someone on the left side like that who can do what he does and, and has the speed to stretch the defense as well um a couple balls played the night where Garza takes off and gets to it and you're saying to yourself, well, I can think of, I can name a few other people that have played left back this year that would not have gotten to that. He who shall not be named. Right, yeah. <laughs> Love you, bud. Um, gosh, man. Um, so every, Everything was good tonight. Crowd so was good, everything. Here's, here, here's the question I have after okay. this. We were all feeling like we've all felt this, like, curse of Atlanta, right? You know? Sure. We're not there yet. No, like obviously, not, the, you not know, like, close, like, right. like we talk about obviously the Falcons as being an embodiment of this. They made it to a Super Bowl, so it's not like it's over. Even but do you feel like with this team, team, do you do you, like? I don't get a sense with this team that they feel like any of that kind of pressure. Uh, they only feel the pressure of like literally the competition, not the maybe the extra the extra stuff. Yeah, I think if you'd ask really any of the athletes on Atlanta teams, they probably don't. They don't feel it the way that that we do. Um, because we are very acutely aware of the history and everything that has gone on uh, in Atlanta sports and even Georgia sports in general. Um, those guys, they, they, don't, they don't care. They just know they want to go out there and win. Uh, who does care is God, and God is here to, to smite us and to ruin everything. And when she does that, it's going to hurt like hell. Um, so prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. After dark. Damn it! I'm gonna go turn the go turn it on. Light on. Do want to make? Do want to uh, give the crowd a shout out? Oh, there we go. Motion censored, I guess. Uh, cr- the crowd. Atlanta. Atlanta broke a million attendees this season walking into this building here. So, well done. No, Who knows? Do you guys? It was great. Yeah, I thought we can we can hear a little bit in the press. It's really annoying. Walled like, in, that's dumb. In yeah. this in this studio, we can actually you could open up, so it's like a legit you know open air. But not where we are. We're not. We're not. We're not uh, working from this room. We're working in a in, a, in an encased glass <laughs> we, cage. We can work with some visual <laughs> cues, and they pipe in a little bit of noise for us to make us feel like we're not going completely insane, listening to our own uh, rambling journalistic thoughts. Uh, and, and everything seemed great. The atmosphere was great. Um, people shouted "Knights" during the sax anthem, that was which amazing. was amazing. Uh, sax anthem in general was amazing. Um, I, I, would I don't walk, like I, to comment on like any of the the arts and crafts activities, but I thought tonight was good. Yeah, I will yep. say it was good. Good job, guys. Yep, don't Tom Martino like that. I don't care. Don't. Act. I was walking around the stadium uh, quite a bit before the game, looking for uh, Josh Bagrianski, who was God knows where, um, doing God knows what. But um, it was really good. Got to take in a lot of the environment. It was you know, 
It was lit, as they say, as the kids say. Oh, God. Um, the backyard actually looked kind of cool. Like, the Home Depot yeah. uh, backyard. Do I need to put, like, trademark around that or something? Mm-hmm. Um, it actually looked pretty fun to be down there. Uh, but the Gulch also um, was was its normal rocking self. And, right. Um, I really liked at the end of this game when they took all the, the TIFO... Uh, Streamers and stuff, and they just started. Oh, everyone amazing. just started that throwing it around. That was the best part. Night. That should be TIFO. Yeah. That should just be like there needs, <laughs> needs to be a TIFO with that. Just that. Just people. Just, just people limbs all over the stuff. shop. You know, just yeah, yeah. going crazy. It, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Everyone just kind of collectively decided to freak out a little bit, and uh, it, it was well deserved. A lot of uh, tension kind of released here tonight with with that because um, you know everyone everyone goes into this nervous, but it was huge to get that first goal. A lot of the players talked about how getting out on the front foot was crucial to what they wanted to do tonight. Uh, you get out on the front foot, you get that first goal, you don't have to worry as much. And you you can control the game a little bit. We saw that, I think, especially in the second half where they came out and set back a little bit, uh, let NYCFC kind of tucker themselves out a tiny bit, and then they were able to kind of control things from there, I thought. Yeah, I mean, Michael Parker said they specifically spoke about how much they needed to get the first goal in this game. And, you know, it's it's obviously understandable why. I mean, if you give up the first goal, then all of a sudden the the series, this two-game series is tied, and you are really on the back foot at that point. Um, then you're really pressing and stressing over over what's going to happen over the next, you know, X amount of minutes. It was yeah. very important to get that first goal, and they, and they went out and did it. Um, so credit to them. In fact, they got the first two, which made it even that much easier to uh, to go through. So do we have any do we have any questions or yeah, anybody yeah, if anybody's let's, watching let's right now feel feel free to type quick. in a question on the stream that we can answer. Let's see. Uh, we're not gonna answer Rob's question. We have people we have our boss dumb. trolling us here. Um, let's see, Remedi was very solid, the intensity was back, thank God. Martinez getting hot at the right time. NYCFC played dirty, deserved the calls. Beautiful. Tito, let's talk about Eric. Yeah, I was just gonna say let's we should do that. We should do that because he was he provided an amazing assist uh, for the yep. third goal, and I think that that like that kind of embodies what I wanted to talk about, um, which is how much he's given us going forward offensively with the ball. Like yeah. we we were told he was a defensive midfielder. That's how Tata Martino, you know, mm-hmm. Doug Roberson from the AJC, he, he asked a question kind of in a similar vein about what he's given you going forward. He's like. Was like he's a defensive midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. No, it hadn't been that at all. We expected more Carlos Camona type, but I, it's been a lot different from that, which I think kind of tampers with our expectations for him a little bit. But uh, I mean, a goal and an assist for Eric Medi in the playoffs, which is one of those things you need. Sometimes in the playoffs and in just about every sport, you need random person X to show up and start doing things that that you wouldn't normally expect, and that's where the luck comes in, and that's where these playoff runs come in, is when you have something like Eric Grimetti all of a sudden become an offensive juggernaut. Um, And that could be, that's huge. That's huge if he keeps it up. When someone Um, like him can provide an assist like that, like like how he did, come into that space, come into the, you know, the 10 space, as they say, and come in to provide an assist, like, that's huge. That's a game changer. Someone asked about where Tata's going. Obviously, we don't know about that. Um, it's quiet, though. It is. It's it has gotten quiet. strangely quiet since uh, since so he announced quiet? he's leaving. So that is interesting. But um, I don't know. Everybody says that's interesting. Like it's supposed to mean something that they know, and I just really don't know. I just really find it interesting. Yeah, we've got a lot of. People. But apparently, he's going to Mexico. But who knows? That's who knows? all quieted down. We got a lot of people talking about Mark Geiger, Geiger tonight. Y'all are really, what are they saying about it? Really worried about it. But everyone's like, "Hey, you know what? We, we've come to a mea culpa here with Mark Geiger." Uh, Mark Antonio Geiger. Uh, it, it seems like everyone's kind of like, yeah, yeah, good job, man. 
Good job. Shocker. Go. Shocker. We win, and it's, every, everything's <laughs> cool. Plus, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, it, it helped that there were no VAR innings tonight. Uh, zero VAR innings, no VAR quakes, nothing of the sort. Uh, helped out a lot. No, no one really had too much to get upset about. That was big. Um, they did check. I mean, they did go to yeah, check when on the on the Escobar uh, penalty. Yeah. But, but no, handled well. Everything handled well for the most part. Um, it, it was chippy from the start. I mean, you got Franco Escobar getting checked into the boards. You got Miguel going down. Checked into the you boards. Got, it was a hockey check. It was. It, it really was. was. It's into the advertising board. Um, someone's going to have to answer the Coca-Cola company for that. Um, that's going to be interesting. But, I mean, it just it could have gotten a lot more hectic than it did. Uh, so, shout out to, to Marky Mark for doing that. Uh, big time, buddy. Yeah. Big time. We're proud of you. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone else is just really excited for the most part. Uh, not a whole lot of questions, you guys, um, which is kind of good. It's kind of good. good. You know? Usually when there's a lot of questions, that After means... After loss, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> not, things went terrible. Not a whole lot of things to answer for tonight. Just a, a team playing really, really well mm-hmm. at the right time all of a sudden, which is, which is beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it could come crashing down very quickly, though. Uh, we do have a week to think about it. Nice little international break thrown in here for God knows why. Weren't they just... On international, like I, they were just it seems there. Seems like it, man. So, so someone has. We got five people who have to go play a meaningless exhibition game uh, for literally no reason. Someone, um, someone in the press conference in Tata's press conference, was like, "What do you do over the next two weeks?" And Tata was like, "Well, for the first week, we just pray that yeah. no one gets hurt, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you know, then we then we train. And then second week, we start focusing on the team at hand. That team at hand, we just found out. We just watched New York Red Bulls. Hey, Red Bulls Twitter. Hey, guys. Hi. Welcome to it. So glad to see you guys back in my mentions calling me racist. I'm so here for it. They love Braguzan, too. They do. They have an infatuation with that. It it wasn't like a a hate love. It was like a a sincere fascination with Braguzan, which I understand because he's kind of, he's an interesting dude. It's an interesting dude for sure. He just walks um, around in like a, a, a foot cast randomly. Um, just like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Someone saw him at like an Aldi or something, like hanging out in the foot cast. <laughs> he wasn't hurt. He just wore just the checking foot out, cast. Just chugging out the ribeyes on sale. Yeah, no idea. Um, that dude is insane about like his workout and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not quite sure where Red Bull's Twitter gets their fascination with it. Because we know all these things. They don't know all these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to be all up in our mentions for the next three weeks, guys. Get excited. It's the same like five people too. Like that Thierry Henry got wings guy and everything like that. Miserable. Um, shout out Mark Fishkin, though, friend of the show, who also likes to fight with us sometimes when we say mean things about New Jersey. Um, Mark's the only one I can tolerate. Right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the only one I can tolerate. Um, but more importantly, we're going to face a very, very good team who just somehow always finds a way, whether it's the most random dude you can think of scoring a goal or Daniel Royer scoring two goals out of nowhere for, for no explainable reason. Um, they're always going to find a way because their system is so impressive. That style is so impressive, and, and they they make you submit to their will almost immediately. And if we come out in the same way we did in any of the games we played against them, say for maybe 70 minutes of the first game in Atlanta United history, uh, it's going to be a long-ass tie. I, for one, don't know how Daniel Royer hasn't beaten Hasn't bested uh, Joseph Martinez goal scoring. It seems like because every time every time I watch, he scores. Especially like in the very end of the game, you know, like like just when you think that uh, someone's (laughs) going to get a result against Red Bulls, there's Daniel Royer banging to tap one in from five yards. Uh, I'm convinced they've like 
sign they sign like a new random white guy for every single game and plug him in and somehow he always scores and that's just how they've they've dominated MLS this season is that a Brian Um, White joke gosh man that's one of them that's at least (laughs) one of them there are many more whites coming I'm sure here's my legit hashtag stop here's my legit concern with this tie coming up is that I feel like there wasn't enough um admission from Tata that they really screwed it up last time they were there. He, he kind of just gave us the, oh, well, we, you know, we played bad. Or, like, they, we, the breaks didn't go our way. Or you know, that kind of thing. Where, mm-hmm. As where I really felt that our game plan was poor against them. I thought that there was a much more pragmatic approach we could have taken to the game. Um, because it really was a game that probably was going to decide the sport or shield. Uh, yeah. You win that game, you basically wrap it up. And... He didn't treat it like that. Maybe now we've seen a much more pragmatic approach from Atlanta United yes. these last two games. So maybe Tata, you know, learns a bit or, or decides to change his tactic a little bit. But uh, that's what really concerns me is that he never really quite admitted that, you know, and I'm not trying to like say like, oh, you were wrong, but he never really touched with the media as to what the core of the problem was, in my opinion. Sure. No, I, I agree. I agree that that is very concerning if we can't come out and, uh, get to that pragmatic kind of style that we've seen because we've seen Atlanta United uh, take a lot of things to heart, some lessons they've learned over the season, uh, starting with that Seattle game that was so uh, hilarious because Seattle just sh- housed the entire time. <laughs> um, and we saw that a little bit with us tonight. Uh, there were a few times tonight where, like, for example, the ball would go out uh, NYCFC would run and grab it and hand it back to us for a throw-in, and Miguel Amaron would just drop it and walk away. And everyone <laughs> would take their time walking from like midfield to come throw the ball in. Uh, kills about 20, 30 seconds. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to be setting up in a way that is actually effective against Red Bulls, not trying to play out the back and letting them pressure us to hell and back. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they're going to press us. Here, my, my concern about this, or where, I guess where I disagree with kind of the way we played them last time, was that New York Rebels, they create off of the press. Like, they want you trying to possess the ball deep, yeah. close to your goal, so that they can turn you over and immediately be in on, in on goal. Let's play with the ball, but let's play with it in midfield. Let's play with it, you know, away from our goal. I, I felt like what Tata wanted to do was to play in front of our goal, get them to come way forward, and then try to beat them. And then once, once you kind of beat that initial press, then you're in uh, behind. But it's just too risky of an approach for me. Be more pragmatic. Kick the ball long, rush them, and, and play away so that if they do win the ball, you have some chance, uh, some time and space to recover uh, to get back. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think the lower scoring these games are, the better off I'm going to feel about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. uh, With this kind of style. I I think it'll really help having Greg Garza in in this game instead of Chris McCann. Because, I mean, you know, he he will just help you. If if that is what you want to do, if you want to keep possession, Greg Garza is going to help you do that better. Yep. Sorry, Chris. Exactly it. Chris can play striker. (laughs) No. No, he can't. yeah, that, that's really all kind of we. That's that's the whole thing now. We just kind of have to sit back and and pray, man. I don't know. Pray whatever you got to believe in. It's gonna, it's going to be a heck of a thing. It really it really is a bummer having to wait for this series. Though. It is. It's going to be it's going to be great. Two great momentum. matches. And uh, but you know, November twenty fifth, right here, right here, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, show up, show up early. And uh, gosh, man, I don't feel great about it, but we're going to try. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> 
yeah, we're we'll gonna just sweat over it for a couple weeks here. So oh, yeah, uh, be sure to check out DerbySouthSoccer.com for any content you might want regarding this game. We're gonna have a ton of it coming to you throughout the next couple of weeks. A lot of good stuff coming your way from folks like Joe Patrick standing next to me and our other incredible staff of writers. Uh, check out the Twitter account at DerbySouthSoc, uh, S-O-C at DerbySouthSoc. Uh, for a whole bunch of really dumb, dumb tweets and probably lots of fights with, with Red Bull's Twitter. Um, I'm going to provoke them at every available opportunity. Uh, I will poke that sad, sad, trashy New Jersey bear as many times as I want to, and no one's going to stop me. No one. No one. Nice. Yeah. Um, We're going to win the virtual battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. We never lost a virtual battle. We may have lost the game. <laughs> never lost a virtual battle. Uh, go follow Joe Patrick at jpatrick100. Check out me at j underscore Sam Jones. Check out Five Strike Final at the exact thing you're on right now if you're following the live stream. But also at Five Strike Finals. The lights go out on us one last time. Uh, and yeah, just to make sure to check out dressoutsoccer.com for everything you need. Yeah? That's yeah. it. Cool. Cool. All right, y'all. We will check y'all back November 25th right here live from Mercedes-Benz Stadium's Five Stripes Winners Night 3141 on aggregate. We're going to the conference finals, y'all. Get excited. Get excited. Do the five stripes stop? Do the five stripes stop? Them five stripes as hell. Oh, really? Really?